It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Legacy Advantage. It's a new year, time to start thinking about preparing for tax season. As an entrepreneur, you want to make sure the experts do your bookkeeping so you can spend more time focusing on your company. That's why at VancouverEntrepreneur.ca, we use the bookkeeping services of Legacy Advantage. They make sure our books are accurate and done right so we can focus on BC entrepreneurs. This tax season, make sure you call 778-785-6879 or go to LegacyAdvantage.ca and see how better bookkeeping equals peace of mind and more profits. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to you today with VancouverEntrepreneur.ca where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Bob Wang is the founder and CEO of Legacy Advantage. He holds a CPA, CA, and had cut his teeth at one of the big four accounting firms. Bob is passionate about entrepreneurship. Currently, he is on a mission to revolutionize the bookkeeping industry. He is married to Anne and has a super energetic daughter, Elizabeth, who is 16 months old. Well, Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks, Robert. Glad to be here. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Yeah, sure. Um, I Going all the way back, I was uh, born in China, but I was actually raised in the Czech Republic. I left China when I was four years old. Um, you know, I was living in Czech Republic from age four to age 11, and then came to Canada. And that, that was a really important part of my story and as it relates to now because my dad was an entrepreneur and he actually got an opportunity to go to Czech Republic to start a, a business. So growing up, um, I, I saw him, you know, sacrifice and, you know, leave, leave early, come back late and, and really build an amazing uh, business uh, that allowed us to come to Canada. So um, that's kind of a bit, bit about, about my past. Um, and then in terms of my business, I work at a, a big four accounting firm, like you said, and through the whole process, I realized that people have a really hard time finding good quality bookkeepers. You know, as an accountant doing your ends, I would get really, really messy books, which made everyone frustrated. You know, I was frustrated. My, my partner was frustrated. And business owner had to pay extra just to get their books fixed up. And it was really unfair for them because, you know, they already paid that bookkeeper. Why do they need to pay us again to, to fix those books? So I thought, hey, that's a huge opportunity. You know, and, and um, it's, it's risky for sure. But seeing that my dad uh, took so much risk, he got a huge reward as well. So that just um, inspired me to just go and, and, and try it. You know, so that's kind of the, uh, the, the opportunity, opportunity number one. The second opportunity that I saw is that there's no brand in the bookkeeping space. So you know, when, when you're looking for a bookkeeper, it's still very much word of mouth uh, referral based. So, you know, I would ask, hey, Robert, um, I have a small business. Who do you use for bookkeeping? You know, they take it in your clients. So there, there's no really brand in the bookkeeping space. So I wanted to create a brand that people can and own the word bookkeeping for uh, small business owners all over Canada and eventually down to the U.S. So right now, 
started about two years ago. Uh, we have about 17 staff, two locations, and recently just surpassed our uh, million dollar mark. So it's been a really awesome journey. And, um, and yeah, I'd love to you know, share that journey with you and, and your listeners. Okay. Now, did you need financing to start your company? And how are you currently making money in your business now? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So um, when I first started uh, th- that summer, my grand- grandparents, uh, well, grandma passed away. And uh, she actually left me an inheritance. So they saved their entire lives to save um, $70,000 Canadian worth in you know, Chinese money. And, you know, I thought I can either use that to buy a car or, you know, whatever, or I can invest in this business. So, you know, that was my initial investment. My, my grandparents saved all their, all their lives to, to give me a leg up. And, and that's how I used it. I essentially I put all that money into the business. I hired someone from day one. And that's quite unusual because a lot of accountants and bookkeepers, when they start off, they don't hire anybody. They just kind of do everything themselves. Whereas I wanted to focus on growth, uh, to go out there and get new customers. So I used that inheritance to hire uh, this additional person to pay myself for the year. Okay. What is the long-term vision? And what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. So the plan is either next year or the year after, we'll open up two offices in Alberta um, that proves our hypothesis that we can grow into a different province. And then and then the plan is to open up four in Ontario and then eventually down to the U.S. Okay, well, we've learned a little bit about you and your company. Now we want to focus a little bit on Vancouver. Yeah. What, are, what are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Yeah. Uh, Robert, I've actually listened to a couple of your guests and, you know, to be honest, the, the answer is very similar. I just think the people in Vancouver are so friendly. They're so open to grabbing that cup of coffee. Uh, so as, as a bookkeeping firm, I don't do any taxes or audits. So one of my main strategies is just to go connect with all accountants in town and say, hey, look, I don't compete with you, compliment you, and have a win-win relationship here. I literally just emailed many, many accountants and they're like, yep, sure, happy to grab coffee. And that's, that's huge because at the end of the day, it's about who you know, right? So being able to open so many doors, that's, that's a huge advantage in, in Vancouver. Networking is critical. Yeah, and on, on that, not, not, not even just being open to, to meetings, but there's just so many events in Vancouver. I think that's incredible. We have a great ecosystem of startups, uh, tech companies. You know, if you go to Eventbrite or, um, you know, just kind of look up uh, events in town or meet up, there's just so many. And when you show up to an event where you've never been, to, they are super welcoming. You can just step into a circle, say hello introduce yourself and you know you'll be part of that group so that that's i think that's a real uh, benefit to vancouver being such a diverse community okay now the tough things yeah the tough things uh cost <laughs> uh, the, the real estate is very expensive rent is really expensive um and as a result the the staffing uh, is expensive as well because you need to be able to pay a livable wage that being said it just it, it drives us to find more efficiencies more ways to work remotely uh, to do more work with less people, um, I guess there's kind of a side side benefit there. So when we do go to a, a place where the cost of living may maybe not so high, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a great advantage there. 
Okay. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland, close to where you live or work, where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? Yeah, I think, um, you know, exercise uh, is, is really helpful for me to go recharge, but I'm, I'm actually not a huge outdoors person. Um, so what I really like to do is uh, I do hot yoga. I would uh, go to the gym, do an hour or so to really re relax and unwind. And I guess when it's nicer, I would just walk around a lake. So there's a lake by where I live. I, I go down, run, you know, do a couple rounds, and that, that's really, really helpful to get some fresh air. In the summertime, um, or maybe not even summertime, I, I, would do, I do a lot of indoor rock climbing as well. I find that uh, quite meditative because you're, you're both physically exercising but also engaging your mind, and that's, that's a really relaxing uh, way for me to unwind. Okay. Now, we have a lot of international listeners, so I want you to speak to them on this next question. If you, yeah. were, if you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, B.C., but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, it it, it sounds, sounds quite quite cliché. Such an awesome community. So uh, really get out there and, and meet people. So practically speaking, just literally go to meetup.com or Eventbrite and find what you're interested in and you'll see tons of events in your local area. I find there's actually more events from September to June than in the summer. It kind of, kind of follows a school year. People go away from for, for the summer. So, you know, if you're if you move in here in the summertime, I guess just enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, get settled in. September, time to hustle, right? Go, go to these uh, meetup events, um, and just talk to people, get their business cards, and then follow up with them for a cup of coffee and get connected. I think a really important part for uh, getting yourself into the community is, number one, knowing what you need and want, and number two, figuring out how you can add value to people. So, um, for example, you know, let's say I'm, I'm going to a new city, brand new city in Vancouver, and, and, and I'm uh, wanting to start my bookkeeping business. Well, my ask my desire is to get connected with other accountants. So I would say, hey, I'm looking to meet with accounts and people are so willing to help. So um, just ask for that and I'll be there to help you. And on the other hand, always listen out for what they're looking for. Maybe they're saying, hey, um, you know, I'm starting a, a tech business and I'm looking to expand to the U.S. And let's say you are from the U.S. You say, oh, where in the U.S. do you want to expand into? I know someone there. And if you can add value by bringing your uh, network as a non-Vancouverite, I think that'd be tremendous as well. Okay, let's talk about your routine here. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? I, I didn't used to until a friend... Uh, texted me. He, he he said you should have a routine because meditation would be really really helpful. And I said I can't do meditation because I can't sit in one place and just think. And he said uh, just go for a walk. So that's actually been really helpful. Um, so just recently I I would wake up at you know five thirty or six a.m. Um, I literally just roll out of bed, leave my phone at home, go for a walk. And that's actually been really good because it's nice and quiet. Nobody. Um, and I have 10 to, 10 to 15 minutes just to be with my thought. And, um, yeah, that's what's been my routine these days. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? 
I think so. I mean, I think I get jaded or I should say desensitized because I hang out with so many entrepreneurs all the time that I think I, I think that's normal, but, but it's not. You know, you look at some people that um, they just want a nine to five job. They just don't want to um, worry about anything after they come home. Um, and I think it takes a special person to want to um, take the risk, to bear the responsibility, uh, to push through the difficulties. I think Elon Musk or someone said that entrepreneurship is like eating glass and pretending you have to enjoy it. And time and time again, <laughs> at least once a month, I would feel that way. I'm like, oh, maybe I should give up. But no, I can't because like, this is my dream. I want to push through. So um, you know, it takes a certain type of person to be able to push through that, uh, that difficulty. That's, I think, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's interesting you bring up Elon Musk because that's where that question stems from because oh, I, I, saw, I saw an interview with his mother one time and his mother said he's always been a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Always been, I've, I've always been uh, a, a misfit. I uh, wanted to kind of do things on my own or do things differently and not follow the herd. In fact, following the herd kind of gives me that <laughs> visceral reaction. Like, no, don't follow the herd. Do something unique. Yeah. Okay. What books are you reading now and why, or even audio books? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring yeah. entrepreneurs? Yeah. I really, really love listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. He just gives, gives it to you straight. Um, not only on the motivational side and business building side, he has a lot of great marketing ideas. And because of him, I've recently started to do some Facebook advertising as well. Um, so his recent book, Ask Gary Vee, amazing. Um, I don't actually have the audio book. I don't have the physical book book. And if you listen to that audio book, it's actually quite unique because it's like a super, doesn't actually read the book word for word. He actually does almost like a Q and A interview and his personality really shines through uh, in that book. That's yeah, I, been awesome. I like how blunt he is. Yeah. That's, he's just right to the core, isn't he? Just nails oh, it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Any online or offline tools that you like to use on a daily basis? Pen, per pen, obviously use Excel, things like that. Anything that uh, you would uh, tell us about? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you heard, Robert. So we have the regular Gmail, right? The Gmail app. There's actually an app that kind of lays over that. It's called Inbox. Have you heard of that before? No. Okay, so I use Inbox all the day, all the time, and I, I really, really like it because you can snooze things and you can create reminders. And snoozing is really, really awesome because there's just sometimes, um, you know, I follow the Inbox Zero method. So if it's in my inbox, it means it's not dealt with and I should think about it. But sometimes I can't action on it because I have to wait for something or someone. So, you know, if you just swipe, swipe left, you can actually snooze to a future date. And, and so it allows you to clear ahead, clear your task, li task list um, without basically marking it off as done. And it'll pop back up um, you know, on Monday or, or on Wednesday. Or you can even snooze to a location as well. Like remind me when I'm at home. And so that app has been really awesome in helping me manage my email. And I get like tons of emails a day. So this has been really, really helpful. Okay. Well, as you know, Vancouver is a very beautiful place. There's so much to do here. We've got the mountains, lakes, streams, parks, you name it. It's here. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not even think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Um, short answer is no. <laughs> I guess that's what makes me a bit weird as an entrepreneur living in Vancouver. Um, I actually enjoy indoor activities a bit more. 
you know, I, I, I like indoor rock climbing. I do, I go, do go for walks, but if it's too, you know, s- s- wet or snowy outside, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, I, I don't do hiking. Um, I'm more of a inside. You know, more, yeah. Inside, like not, not even just like in the house, but also in my head, I love to think I like to plan. Um, I, I, it's kind of one of those play now, play later. I want to, I want to pay now and then I can play later, you know, whatever I don't, well, when I, um, when I make it, whatever that means. <laughs> okay. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? If I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. If you weren't doing accounting. Yeah. Um, I think to me, accounting is just the vehicle. I mean, I enjoy the practice. I enjoy the profession. I enjoy the work, but more importantly, um, I love the the journey of entrepreneurship. So it, anything that 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 I'm doing um, when I'm starting something or um, or innovating something that that'd be really really um, good. But let's say let's be be more specific. I, I would probably be actually an HR person. Um, I love leadership and I love teaching leadership. And I think every organization needs to improve and grow their leadership capability. So I, I would probably be an HR consultant. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do, hey? Yeah, something monotonous, <laughs> like bookkeeping. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think to, to an extent that that's true. You know, we although we are a bookkeeping firm, we try to do everything through uh, technology, try to make things more efficient, and so we try to you know bring a, a non non uh, uh, normal way to to do the monotonous ta- monotonous tasks. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Everything rises and falls on leadership. Okay. So leadership is is the cornerstone of everything yeah. that uh, begins with uh, starting businesses and staff and things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, people are – the right people are, are your most important asset and the only way to motivate your team and – Keep them engaged. Uh, it's, it's to be a great. What would, what would you say are some of the traits of a good leader? Just some short, just some real short one. Kind of line. Or yeah, um, I'd say it starts from having the right heart. Um, heart to serve people, to love people, and to help them get to where they need to go. So I've heard a quote. It says, um, if you help enough people get to where they want to go, um, the farther along you will get to where you want to be. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? I tried. <laughs> um, it's one of those, yeah, okay, um, I tried, but it's not done yet, so keep trying. Okay. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Describe myself. Um, are you energetic, thoughtful, interesting? Yeah. Um, say I'm a great executor. Okay. You get, you get things done. I get things done. Yeah. And I, I live up to my promises. So I live up to my, to my words. I would say also, um, you know, maybe, maybe this is, uh, too narcissistic, but but I, I would say I am a good leader. That's that's the way I want to view myself. What keeps you up at night, if anything? For for me, um, I really want to accomplish something significant in my life. 
So when that is uh, threatened, then I really feel uh, insecure. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs feel the same way. You know, they, they, they step into this game because they want to accomplish something. And, and they, a lot of their identity is wrapped up in, in what they accomplish or, or they want to accomplish. So if that is threatened, uh, it really keeps me up at night. Give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be anything from philanthropy, writing books, TEDx talks, travel. Yeah. Um, actually, it's funny that you asked that. I actually, uh, I'm 28 right now and turning 30 in two years and, and recently planned out my what, what I want to accomplish by the time I'm 30, 40, 50, etc. So uh, one of my things, I want to visit every state in, in the U.S. I think uh, the USA is so diverse and every state has got its own uh, unique quirks. So I'm really, really interested in getting to know uh, that culture a bit more. Um I want to be a, uh, a multimillionaire. I want to build a billion-dollar business. I think that'd be really, really cool. And then uh, be an angel investor or venture capitalist uh, at a later stage in life. So you'd like to kind of get involved in startup communities, look at companies that are up and coming that have uh, very progressive and cutting edge, that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC? Um, I'm not sure if it's, you know, Vancouver or BC specific, but, um, in terms of advice, I would, I would say staying connected with your local, local community has been, you know, really, really good, uh, advice. I, I have a lot of mentors and, uh, getting, you know, getting mentorship is actually one of the key things you can do. Um, and one important advice that I got through the mentorship process is that um, you don't need to ask someone to be a formal mentor for you. You just have to have questions. So a lot of people stress, how do I get a mentor? How do I get a mentor? It doesn't matter. You can just sit down with someone, have a list of questions, shut up and listen, and that's mentorship. And if you can follow up with them in a month or so and say, hey, look, thank you for your advice. Based on our conversation, I agree to do one, two, three, and I've done one, two, three. Um, thank you for your input. And I think that is a great way to uh, increase your network and build that mentorship relationship. That's interesting that you say that because a lot of people probably do think, how do I find a mentor? And, and what you explain there is you don't have to have a mentor per se. You can just really just ask those questions and learn from that. Or you know, Yeah. Yeah. could be someone even you connect with on social media, LinkedIn or Facebook or something like that. I have a lot of people that Absolutely. I look at every single day and I learn something from them when they're posting. Yeah, Robert, I think there's a lot of responsibility to mentor someone. So I think, you know, successful people, and they have, they're very busy and they don't want to take the responsibility of being your mentor. But they'd be happily answer your questions, right? So if you can just reach out to them and have a list of five to ten questions, that, that's mentorship right there. Okay, Bob, you ready to have some fun? Let's do it. Okay. Well, as you know, entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. We're working all the time. We're always connected, always on the go. You name it, we're doing it. We're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there, and there is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Uh, 
Okay, sounds like my typical vacation when when I'm not allowed to touch the phone. <laughs> um, I would say three days. Uh, my wife and I have gone on enough vacations together that we know, you know, day one I'm unwinding, day two I'm resting, day three I'm kind of ready to get back to work. So I would say three days is the max that I can um, step away. And what would I do? Honestly, I would take the time to relax. Like you said, so busy, I would just lay on a beach, not think. Or maybe think and plan and dream a little bit, but just not not fret. Uh, enjoy myself, and then at the end of three days, I'm ready to go back in, into it. And you call on the boat. Come get. <laughs> I would call on the boat. Okay, good. Okay, we're gonna wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? Is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Yeah, um, they can uh, find me on Twitter at uh, LinkedIn. I'm there as well. Facebook as well. Um, I would say, you know, dream big and then share that with everyone. There's something magical about having a big dream and just talking about it all the time, living in that um, new reality that's only true to you. And I think eventually it will happen. Persistence. That's right. Dreaming big and then, you know, living, living in that dream that you've already, as if you've already achieved it. So I guess that's uh, when you start really kind of conceptualizing it. and uh, That's right. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, getting into that mode. Okay, Bob, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thanks, Robert. We'll see you next time. See ya. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter at VanCityPodcast and like us on Facebook. And you'll get all the latest news, including the BC Weekly Business Report, where you can find out more about what's going on in this fabulous province of ours. See you next time. Bye.